Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? Hello, tribe. We are back. We're back. And it's beautiful outside and sunny, and we hope the same wherever you're at. Yeah, tag team, back yeah. again. And if you're listening to this in February somewhere and it's snowing, we apologize. Yeah, because it's really nice here. It's really nice here in Colorado. So, <laughs> so uh, today we are going to tackle a fun topic, and I think this is actually... Um, it's got a lot of different applications and I, and I like when we try to tackle topics like that, that have like a, here's a easy application, but there's a lot of other spaces where we yeah. can put this into play. Um, and what we want to try to wrestle with is what does leadership mean and what does that mean opposed to management and what does that mean opposed to pastoring people? And, and we use pastoring, that's my world, right? Is yeah. being in the church, but there's a role of, um, nurture. You can pick your word. Um, about that, but it, a lot of people get those terms confused and it actually winds up hurting their performance in lots of different areas. Yeah. Uh, I would say even off the top, like if you're, if you're a dad and you're trying to lead your family, but you never pastor them, you never nurture them, that's probably going to backfire. Correct. Uh, and so you got to know like all of these tools or tools in your toolbox, which one do I pull out when, and how do I use them intentionally so that I can be uh, effective in that. I agree. So one of the things that um, kind of sparked this idea is uh, my part of my role is developing my staff and, and each level of organizational management. We, we have to work through all that stuff. And, and it winds up becoming a little bit uh, difficult for people to make the transition sometimes as they step into a higher level of leadership. And, and um, the, the book Leadership Pipeline is a great resource for this. It's a little bit of a heady read, but they, they really tackle a lot of these different layers and what they look like. But um, one of the hard things is, like, for example, if you come in at the bottom of an organization and uh, your job is, uh, I'm a box boy or I'm a mail carrier or whatever, and I have these tasks, my job is tasks, then when you get promoted, you start less and less and less being about tasks and more being about problem solving and people development. Correct. And so as you develop uh, up all the way up into management, upper management, executive management, now you're almost exclusively thinking and training, like people, training yourself, training people. Yep. And so it winds up being really, really hard transition for people because it feels unproductive. It does. I mean, you, you, like you said, I like the way you said it is, is that you go from doing more into a coaching role, yeah. right? And then how do you coach into that in a way that you're developing the people um, and not so much dictating? Because it's super easy to create an environment that, okay, because I'm here, I dictate, therefore, if you don't do, you're fired versus how do I coach so that they take better ownership, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, so that they are developing and, and influencing those around those the right way. Yeah. Because, because ultimately at the end of the day, you want to make sure that 
the people that you have are really good at solving problems and working with teams in order to, to achieve that. Right. And they have to be able to step into those team development places. Like when just a simple, simple one is like when you have a, a team that is struggling with something, your job is to make them better. Yeah. That is your job. And so when you go, well, they can't do their job. They're fired. Whose fault is that? Like, is it, is it their fault? Was it a lack of effort? Was it a lack of capacity? What was that? Or did you just not develop them? Like they may not have the skill set now, but that's not necessarily their theirs to own. And I think when you have like a in a work environment where they're turning over lots of employees and they're, and they're always blaming the employees, well, eventually you got to figure out it's somebody else's fault. Somebody else's fault. And, and those are things that like when we start understanding the differences between leadership and management um, and, and nurturing, pastoring, like that that piece is actually a major player in how we understand what the real problem is with them. That's right. So, uh, often, um, these things are all called leadership, like, uh, but they're different. I, I would say this leadership at the end of the day takes people somewhere. Like it, it moves people. So if you're a leader and you're, you're doing something in your daily routine that isn't taking someone somewhere in that moment, that's not leadership. So for example, uh, if you are working at an office supply store and you are stocking shelves and you're the manager, that's not leadership. That's not taking anyone anywhere. Is it wrong? It is if you're a leader. That, and that's the, that's the dance of, of all of that. Like leadership takes people somewhere, both personally and professionally. It's, it's fundamentally, and, and we'll say this multiple times, I'm sure, during this episode, it's problem solving and people development. Yeah. I also believe that leadership is, it's never neutral. I think you're, either, you're, you're taking somebody somewhere, either you're progressing them forward or backwards. I, right. really, I really believe that strongly is that it's not this neutral thing that's only this forward progression. It's like, is if you're not moving forward, then we're moving backwards in some capacity. Right, right, right. Management is, it, it helps people accomplish tasks. Like mm -hmm. that you're just making sure that people are punching a task list. Yeah, it's structure. Yep. And, and that's not to say that management is always bad. Sometimes that's necessary. Correct. It's just not leadership. So don't manage and call it leadership. And that that's the thing I think that's really significant about having this conversation is being able to parse the terms out so that we can use them correctly so that people can know what to expect from us. If I'm your leader, then you can anticipate that I will help you problem solve and I will develop you. I will help you problem solve and I will develop you. Um, if I'm your manager, I'm going to hold you accountable to punching a task list. And both of those are useful. I, I don't think that they're bad necessarily. Yeah, you got to have structure in terms of how you're executing anything, right? Even if it's just you know two employees to twenty thousand employees, you got to you got to have that structure in place, right? And I think that you know great great leaders are influencing that. We get back to what I said. They're, I'm either moving you forward or I'm moving you backwards, and and I think great leaders understand. Uh, that they ultimately are just great coaches, mm -hmm. right? In, in making sure that I've communicated clearly to my team, like, hey, what's the vision? Um, they have the resources in order to execute that vision and, and what are the expectations that sit around it? 
And then they're and then they're really great at seeking to understand. I think great leaders are in this quest to constantly that feedback loop is is greatest with you know how are we doing? What's going on? What's going on in the hearts and minds of my people? Yeah. You know, and I'm always trying to reconnect them to what's the broader vision, like why I'm here. And then as that kind of gets boiled down into the management level, as to okay, well now it's time you know, kind of for boxes and arrows and, and making sure that teams are delegating and teams are being held accountable. That, that, that is us. It's, it's a part of management. It's also part of that culture where people are then leading those teams. Right. And then that's, and that's kind of the cool thing when you see that super efficiency inside of a culture. Yeah. And I, what, <clears throat> what's interesting to me is I, I find it fascinating, like intuitive leaders, they have certain kind of conversations with the people that they're over. Uh, intuitive managers also have a certain kind of conversation. And, and again, I'm not trying to make one more or less than the other. It's just knowing that about yourself helps you be intentional in the area that you need to work on. Like, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. So my, uh, for example, a, a leadership a person who's an intuitive leader will come in and be like, Hey, how are you? What, what's going on? How's your family? What are you dreaming of? What, what's your, what are you passionate about? Those are leadership questions. A manager will walk in and go, Hey, did you get that thing done that we were talking about the other yeah. day? That's a management question. Yeah. And, and so who we are intuitively shapes the, and, and we have those conversations without even realizing that we're having them. The goal would be if we want to grow, that we'd be intentional about whichever one that we want to develop. Yeah. I, it reminds me of the quote from Teddy Roosevelt where he said, nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care. Right. Right. I've always loved that quote. Yeah. And because to me, it's a really strong level of communicating. Like what, what do great leaders do? You know, is, is that we're keeping it on task, but you really strike a chord about what is that compassion aspect to it? Um, because I'm not going to follow you unless I trust and respect you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we have an episode on trust and respect. Leadership is trust and respect. I'd, I'd encourage you to go back and, and take a listen to that one as well. But, um, that's, that's a significant piece. Like it, now leaders don't never talk about tasks, but they talk about tasks in the scope of vision, not in the scope of whether or not they got done. Correct. Uh, because that's, that's the piece that they care about. Like did, Hey, when we're talking about executing on a task, here's the why behind what we're doing. And that becomes inspiring to people. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now the other piece of this would be pastoring. And I think in my world, especially I, this is probably more or less true based on the, on the context that you're talking about. But, um, a lot of people will be like, you know, I just sat with this person and we cried we had <laughs> coffee, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and they just felt so seen and heard. Okay. Is that valuable? Yes. Is that leadership? No, it's not leadership. It's pastoring. It's okay. It's okay that you pastored them. Just don't call it leadership because it isn't. And I think uh, pastoring or nurturing somebody's high on empathy, low on progress. And here's the interesting thing. If you're a dad in the work world and you are in a leadership position you got to lead in the world and then focus on pastoring heavy at home. And it's hard to switch those hats. Yeah. So what you see is a lot of guys that really are high level, successful business leaders that really struggle at home because they can't switch hats. And they're like, why don't you respond to me the way my employees do? You know, and it's because they, you don't have a paycheck to hold over them. That's right. 
So these are these three pieces is leadership, management, and pastoring. And they all have a role. I, I, Jason, I would throw this question to you. Yeah. Like, how do you see these three things show up in your context? So I'm going to, I'm going to replace the word pastoring with mentoring. Sure. You know, and I think that, um, in the context of where I kind of operate in is that, you know, so currently sitting on an executive team, you know, it, there was an adoption mm -hmm. aspect of where you go from owning a small business to finding yourself, you know, on this executive team, realizing things are getting more narrow and deep and that I actually have to multiply myself through other people which really is what we're talking about is cultivating a culture that does come down to trust and respect. Um, and how you go about executing that. I've always said the first thing is you got to seek to understand, like you got to seek to understand those around you. You have to have high level of integrity. So people know that, um, you're a man of your word when you say, Hey, I, you know, I've got this, let's do this together. Um, and third is authenticity. So they know that that exists. And so, so to me, those are the things when I think about the world that I sit in, mm -hmm. I'm constantly very aware to that. What am I saying? How am I saying it? Um, and so people know it to be true, right? Yeah. And then when it, when that kind of gets pushed down to teams, so like, Hey, okay, guys, we all have to go do this. What I find myself doing is reminding them about how this task is connected to the future goal. Um, and, and how specifically that role is then playing out inside that management, right? Mm -hmm. So if that manager like, hey, listen, by us doing this, you've got to understand, this could influence our bottom line by 10%. Mm -hmm. and, and because of your efforts, like that's a really big deal, you know, and, and letting them know that their voice is heard and, and, and really connecting again with, the, with your different team levels about like what, what do they value, right? Because everyone has a different value structure. right? And then I think the third, which is, it's, it's a little bit different, um, in your world, right? The pastoring world, but the kind of mentoring world, I feel like it, it, it kind of falls in both categories. I really feel like great leaders are great coaches and they're mentoring, you know, down so that people can get pulled up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it needs to happen more. I, I do. Um, so, but I do think sometimes people can confuse a crying shoulder is, is definitely not so much leading, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Being compassionate is, is awesome and we should be, but that's different, you know, when it comes to leading and managing because management is about execution. That's, that's about boxes and arrows and structures and processes right. and, and making sure that I have the right people, you know, uh, if we can stick with analogies cause it's almost football season, right? Hey, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're the right tackle and this is your job. Now you're part of the whole team. We all want to go to the Super Bowl, but you know, you're not the quarterback. Right. And that's okay mm -hmm. because without you, he's going to get crushed and we don't score, you know? And so just kind of reminding everybody as it relates to that, I think is another big, um, gap that I think happens often because it's like, yeah, you're the right tackle. Cause I told you the right tackle and just don't ask questions. Right. Just go block that guy. Right. You know, versus like how important is that role? And so that, that's kind of how I, how I kind of process it in my world and very, very deliberate about making sure that I'm leading. And again, I'd encourage everyone listening to go back to trust and respect because to the degree that exists, I'm more convicted on it now than ever is how far somebody will go. Right. Even in somebody's home, like how much I trust you and respect you is that that's just how far we're going to go. And mm -hmm. that's it. And you got to win it every day, every single day. You're, you're constantly having to go back and, and, um, you know, fill up that tank or whatever it is. Yeah. Cause it could be in one moment like that, just a flip of a switch. And all of a sudden you could have lost respect that affects trust and you're in, you're in a bad spot. So 
I don't know. That, that's some of my comments. What that, about you? That's awesome. No, I, I, I do think what, what you said is really important. Like emotional reservoirs leak. So when you're pouring water into somebody's emotional reservoir, you're making an investment in, in their emotional reservoir. They leak. Um, and so you have to keep putting stuff in. If you There's never a point where you're going to be like, well, we got trust solved. So we don't have to think yeah. about that anymore. Every day. Um, yeah, every day you've got to be willing to do those things consistently over time. And I think we, we miss the basics. We really, really miss the basics. Like we're constantly on this quest of like, yeah, yeah, I already know that. Or meaning like when I talk about understanding authenticity, integrity. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Tell me something new. You're like, well, how well are you doing that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it should be pretty evident. If you're doing that really well, then so many other issues shouldn't be present, you yeah. know? Um, so it's usually about getting back to those basics. You know, I had a friend uh, just the other day that he leads a sales team and, and his sales team is, he's new and in the leader role of that team and they don't want to change it's always fun. Yeah, and he's he's frustrated because he's like, man, I I told them, here's what we're, where we need to go. Here's some of the adjustments we need to make, and they're like, yeah, 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 we know about all that stuff, but and and they just won't do it. Like they just won't do it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, well, what are you gonna do? And he's like, I kind of want to kill him. Like that's kind of what I want to do, <laughs> you know. And so that that's that piece of like when when you're talking about trust and respect, they don't they don't trust him. Um, and he's new, he hasn't earned trust yet. Um, and so they don't, they're real resistant to him wanting to do anything. And he's, he's in a bit of a bind because he's got a time crunch. Sure. Uh, you know, there's a, there's an ex expected like window of opportunity for him to get the team online. Yeah. Um, and so he's either got to start swinging axes or he's got to get them online real quick. Yeah. It reminds me of this story. Like, you know, when, um, so when Julius Caesar was, uh, kind of, so if you study his life and his history and how he took over a legion and he's like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to conquer Germany as we know, or Germania and France as it is today. One of the things he was noted for was he was one of the first with a shovel as they were kind of, you know, building a fort or whatnot. And on the front side, he wanted his men to know, like, listen, I'm the general, but I'm willing to do what I'm asking you to do, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes that's, that to me is, is a great, dynamic between a leader and a manager, you know what I mean? Cause he's responsible for managing a team. Right. Sometimes it might be like, listen, yeah, let's go on a sales call together. Let me, let me share, let me show you why what I'm suggesting might have a greater impact than what you think. You know? Yeah. So there's different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, it's been a fun journey with him yeah, through all that stuff. He's like, I, I scheduled three of my team to go with me on sales calls and they all canceled. Failed. Cause they didn't want to go with them it's because they don't want to change. Like right. at the end of the day, yeah. they just don't want to change. And he's like, Ooh, I'm just losing his cool. Yeah. I said, Hey, remember that you represent Jesus first like that's <laughs> before you represent your company. So don't yeah. say or do anything that you can't take back. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I think, I, I think this dance like, okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, how do you, cause I know you're real intentional with your kids. Yeah. How do you switch hats when you step, through the door because I also know that that's something you've had to work on it's something I've had to work on and and there's times I think I'm a little bit better with the kids than I am with my wife at times you know mm -hmm. what I mean because I'll get home I'll be like from a trip I'm like well I would have done that totally different you know what I mean and right. um and so but but what I've done is I really kind of that seek to understand so questions you know what I mean not like hey how was your day so I go for specific so how was your day good so what about your day it was great 
well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just constantly trying to dig into the heart a little bit, and that's really been helpful. Yeah. Because I don't just settle for the generic stuff. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes when I want to settle for the generic stuff, because I'm smoking, I'm tired, I'm like smoked out, I'm like, you know, been on planes, trains, automobiles, and meetings, and right. I'm out of words, and you know, that whole thing. So that's been really helpful is just to kind of be relentless. And, and, and then I think the second part is, is just kind of knowing each family member is different, mm -hmm. you know, like where my daughter she wants to hear her dad say, hey, I'm super proud of you. You know what I mean? Words of affirmation are really big for her. Mm -hmm. um, or my son is, he's pretty simple, you know? Like, hey, how was it? He's a man of few words. So right. when when I talk to him, I'll say like, hey, you know, I'll ask some questions. Hey, Hunter, I, I need to talk to you. And eyes go wide open. He's like, oh, dad has something to say, right. you know? And then um, I just love on my wife because she comes with a lot of words. <laughs> How was your day? I'm so glad you asked. And like, <laughs> are you listening to me? Yes, I am, honey. Download the yes. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like, like all of us, it's you, you, you know, you try your best. But the one thing I I think that's been helpful for me is just I'm just really trying to understand their heart. Like, hey, what's going on inside of that? Yeah, and I think one of the things that I hear in what you're saying that. You're, maybe this may not even be intentional, but it's a, what a lot of parents do is they have a vision for their kids that isn't their kids. Uh, and they, they try to live vicariously through the, like, I, I always wanted to be a baseball player when I was growing up. My dad never pushed me. So I'm going to push my kids to play baseball. And the kid's like, I, I hate yeah. baseball. Like I, if I never put a mitt on again, I would be just fine. But they, they got to go out there and do it. And the kid winds up like they don't they don't take the time to understand who is your kid. Yeah. One of the things that that is I've tried to do real intentionally with my with my children is they're all so different. And, and I've tried to find a specific place where I can connect with that. Yeah, that's cool. Particular child. <clears throat> and it's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, because some of, you know, some of it, like my, my oldest son um, is a lot like me. So we have very similar interests. We like to hunt. We like to fish. We like to um, play sports. And, and, and I was able to have the incredible privilege of coaching him a couple of years. And, you know, that was really great. Uh, but my, some of my other kids are like really different than me. Uh, and, and I have two daughters who's, they're, they're different than me. Mm -hmm. So trying to step in and figure out how to engage them in their world is actually kind of difficult. Yeah, I know. It can be really hard at times. But it's a necessary piece if we want to mentor, pastor, nurture, you know, whatever word you want to put on that. If we want to do that well, um, we we have to be willing to step into that world. You have to. And I feel like that that continuum, if you're, it, it, even if you're a mom, it doesn't really matter if you're a mom or a dad, if you're a parent and a leader in your in your job space, you've got to be able to switch those hats. If you can't switch those hats, then you're either going to be too nurturing at work or you're going to be too harsh at home. And you know, I can put on a leadership hat at home. There's sometimes that's necessary, yeah. but it's rare. Uh, where I would say my job is 95% leading, 2% managing, 3% pastoring, mentoring, at home, I'm probably 80% pastoring, mentoring, yeah. like 10% managing, 10% leading. Like the, the percentages just really shift into these, totally do. in these different circles. They totally do. And if I don't know how to figure that out, 
then I just try to default into my personality. Well, this works here. Well, then if it doesn't work at home, guess what I do? Well, then I start avoiding home. Yeah. Which doesn't help. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't help. That doesn't that doesn't breed life into the family. Yeah, and yeah, for me I, you know, I can become a smart ass and be like, you know, well I'd have done it like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> you know, you've been gone for three days and this is how I did it. You yeah. Know? So yeah, those those are definitely they're definitely challenges. And I, I really like what you said, and I hope everyone who caught it who's listening is and it's the obvious, but I think it's an important point. You, you got to meet people where they're at. That's why it gets back to understanding their heart, right? Yeah. The heart is the pathway that's going to tell you, you know, like, hey, this is who I am. This is my insecurities. This is what I'm interested in. This is what I'm not interested in. You know, it's funny when you t- uh, you talk about sports. So, Hunt, so Hunter is my son's name. Mm-hmm. I thought of that name in high school. And I'm going to tell you exactly when I thought about it. <laughs> okay. I was, it was my senior year. I'm playing football. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have a son. His name's going to be Hunter. And they're going to be like, Hunter Michael Jenkins on the tackle. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like when you're playing high school football, you're like, yeah. I was like, dude, that's, a, that's such a manly name, right? <laughs> and God gave him totally different talents. I mean, this kid was building a computer at age 11 watching YouTube videos. And I was like, hey, we should go play Pop Warner. Like, this is when we first moved here. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is probably not a good idea. Like, I have a picture of him in a helmet and a jersey that says Jenkins on the back, and I went to one practice. I'm like, this kid's going to get hurt. You know what I mean? And so I had to be like, hey, is this something you you want to do? You know what I mean? And and uh, I think he went to, like, three practices, and we realized, like, that's not what uh, God had God had for him. Right. You know? And so uh, still an awesome name. Um, yeah. But it just, uh, you know, it's he's just gonna his name's gonna be heard on a different microphone. Yeah, different and too. totally fitting name for him. Yeah, but not because of being on the tackle. It's just the right name for it's him. It's just the right name for him. So it <laughs> just a, just to a, underscore that. So yeah. Yeah, a little a little little personal story out there. Yeah, and it, and it's easy to get those things. I I do think um, no matter how hard you work as a parent, you're gonna look back and go, "Ooh, yeah, I missed that one," or "Oh, I should have done that one different," or whatever. Yeah. And and here's the, here's the good news. If you find yourself struggling to switch hats, um, you don't have to be a great parent. You just have to be a good parent. And I think a key to that is knowing that you're going to make a mistake, that when you do, you intentionally try to make it right. Yeah. Like, don't go, well, I blew that. Let's move on. But sit with your kid and go, man, I was, I'm really sorry. And I think that's where the integrity and the authenticity come into play, like, especially at this age, our kids know, like you're not throwing anything past them now. They're just like, yeah, either dad is full of crap or, Oh, that was honest, you know, in either direction. Yep. And if you think you are, then you're really fooling yourself. Yeah. That's my personal opinion. Yep. Yeah. So this is a, this is an important life skill for you to develop. What's, how do I put on a leadership hat? When am I managing and when am I mentoring? These are all important pieces of life, and they are all things that we have to learn how to use intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all important, but if we get them mixed up, they can wind up being counterproductive, and then we can't figure out why we're failing. Yeah, maybe. And I would say if you if you're struggling in a job project, or if you're struggling with your family at home, whatever, maybe the place to begin is, hey, am I wearing the right hat here? Yep. Uh, so that would be a, a place to at least check in with. Uh, closing thoughts, anything? Yeah, I, I would say one more thing, but just to piggyback off what you said, is I, I also think being intentional is a big part of the awareness aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, like when walking in, like, hey, how can I be intentional with my wife or my kids or my coworkers or my boss? You know what I mean? As the role that I'm playing and how am I supporting this particular uh, relationship? Yeah. And I think too many times, 
you know, in order to execute properly, you have to you have to be intentional and aware as to what am I doing and where am I at inside of that. That's that would be my other comments. Yep. Yeah, and I think um, I totally would 100% agree with that. The more intentional you can be, the the better off you're you're going to be at at actually these things working. In in the skill set that that, and I think you do a good job at this, uh, Aaron is 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 actively listening. You know, like, okay, what is this person saying? You know what I mean? That like, I ask a question and it might as well, you know, ricochet off me because you know what I'm, I'm not, I'm not absorbing it. Right. I'm not processing it. And I'm not kind of like kind of falling back over the question. So to me, intentionality is actively listening to the person. What are they saying? What are they not saying? And, you know, so that I can be a good friend or a partner or a coworker. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's a good skill set. Important stuff. And, and yeah. this is stuff that will really, uh, I think, accelerate your capacity to, to, manage influence well and, yeah. and regardless of the venue in which you find yourself 100 percent. so this is helpful you can like it share it with somebody follow us um on uh, wherever, wherever you listen to your podcast that always helps us you can rate and review us that's always helpful uh only if it's a good one um if you're like <laughs> that five stars <laughs> that was a terrible that was, th- those guys are idiots <laughs> um don't say that yeah don't say that <laughs> But uh, anything, uh, questions that you have, you can always email us, jason at ariel-tribe.com or aaron at ariel-tribe.com. Also, if you have any show ideas, things that you'd like for us to tackle, um, that would be something we'd love to hear. Um, and we'd love to try to honor that and see what we can do for you. So um, if if you have any of that, feel free to email us. Uh, jump on the website, ariel-tribe.com. Take a look at the 87-day invitation. Yeah. That's really the heartbeat of who we are um and i think uh is really at the at the crux of of what we believe will bring about the change that you need to get to that place that you want to go uh so if that's of interest to you take a look at that grab grab a few folks and and do that in a in a group together um but anything that we can do to help you please just email us let us know we'll we'll we'll, uh, see what we can do Uh, so until next time we'll be back with another great episode